This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, as of tomorrow, we will officially be in the election month. It will be May 1st. We head to the polls May 9th, although I did see some long lineups or hefty lineups. You could say yesterday at the advance voting polls, uh, many people I spoke to said it was important. They were going to be away next week and it was important they get get out and vote and uh, make sure they take on their civic duty. Well, joining me now to talk a bit more about the campaign and what we've seen so far is Max Cameron, director at the Center for the Study of Democratic Institutions, also at the Department of Political Science at UBC. Max, always great to have you on the show. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, what do you think? If we do a bit of a poll Pulse check on how the campaign has gone so far heading to the election. Uh, what would be your take on it? Yeah, I'm struck by a number of things. Uh, first, it is certainly a more negative campaign than we had last time around, and I think that is uh, not surprising. The NDP went into the last campaign with a substantial lead uh, and, and really tried to take the high ground and, and lost the election. And so we're seeing, a, I think, a much more aggressive campaign from the NDP this time around. Uh, the second thing is... Um, the Greens are uh, apparently more of a factor. It, it's hard to know, but the polls and, and, and the, the sense you get from the turnout and rallies and so forth uh, does seem to suggest that the, that the Greens are, are on the move. And that's a potentially interesting uh, development, not so much because the Greens are real contenders for power, but that they could uh, affect the outcome. They could be a spoiler. They could draw votes from one or other or both of the, of the two other political parties. And then the fact that we're having an election in the middle of what is brewing to be at least a, a verbal trade war with the United States, the whole question of softwood lumber, uh, is one of those sort of unexpected developments in the course of the campaign. So it's, uh, it's an interesting campaign so far for, for those three reasons, at least. And I know that people don't like to, to view their votes as, as spoilers or drawing from a certain party and that every vote is for a party, not perhaps a vote against another party. Uh, do you think, though, the Greens, because it's generally thought that the Greens will take votes from the NDP, do you think they will also take votes from the Liberals? Well, you know, I think there's reason to believe that the Greens have tried to position themselves between the two parties. So um, rather than looking more to the left of the NDP, which, you know, you might think the Greens could be, um, they, in fact, have pursued policies and, have, and indeed have supported uh, liberal budgets in the past that, uh, uh, that suggest that uh, they want, they, and they have a lot of small business support. So my sense is, the, you know, they, they want to present themselves as fiscally responsible, socially progressive with it in terms of the new economy, uh, and strong on, on, on the environment, and I think that could uh, uh, t- draw some votes from the liberals. The point about um, the being spoilers, I mean, I think the reality is in our first-past-the-post system, it, it's, a, it's a really unfortunate electoral system that we have because we don't get the same proportion of seats that you get proportion of votes when you're, when you're running for office, and that does force strategic voting to some, uh, to some extent. Uh, and so I, I think it's important that uh, electoral reform be a topic on the agenda, even though it's not a really central one. Uh, what was your take on, on the debate? And you've talked about the campaign being a negative one. There certainly were uh, some moments there that uh, people stopped and, and whether you chuckled or, or wondered what was going to happen next. Well, that's right. I mean, I think the debates are... I, I actually thought it was an excellent debate. I thought it was a good format. I, I thought it was well-moderated. It gave us an opportunity to really hear from all of the candidates. I think they had an opportunity to present their case. Uh, there was good substance in the debate. Uh, all of the candidates are, are impressive uh, in their own way. Uh, it also is a very human experience. I mean, you get to see them as leaders, and I think that that's important. The reality is, as much as people vote on issues... Uh, they also look at the leaders and they try to decide who they can relate to, who they're comfortable with, who seems to represent them, who could tell a story 
about why they're in politics and what they want to do that connects with what they want. Uh, and, and so I thought it was a terrific debate. Um, I, I was, again, struck by the advantages that um, Andrew Weaver has sort of being in the middle of the two candidates and being able to take shots both uh, to the left and to the right, as it were. Uh, I think that's a, that, that, that did mean that he threw uh, the NDP a little bit off its game. I think that you could see the frustration of uh, John Horgan as he was trying to go after Christy Clark and then being attacked by Andrew Weaver. For, just take the issue of money in politics, where the NDP has wanted to criticize the Liberal government for not acting on bringing in uh, any kind of campaign finance reform legislation. The NDP has proposed such legislation many times in the past, and yet they, too, accept money from corporations and, and, and uh, unions, mainly unions. Uh, and Andrew Weaver, by not accepting cor- donations from unions or corporations, it was able to kind of steal the high ground from them. Uh, you know, obviously, the issue of, of Horgan's temperament came up, uh, and we had a bit of a chance to see, uh, you know, how, how he deals with that sort of pressure. Uh, and, and I think Christy Clark really tried to present herself as being calm, collected, but also strong and capable of speaking uh, on behalf of British Columbians in relation to, for example, the threat from the United States with softwood lumber. Uh, and, and when we talk about the, the personalities, how much of that do you think does come into play? We've done open lines here where virtually or all of the open line has been people saying uh, that they don't like the person, uh, and none of it has been about uh, policy. Well, yeah, I mean, I think policy is, is critical, and, and probably for many people, as they think about how they're voting, they are going to think about their pocketbook, what is in their own uh, self-interest to some extent, uh, as well as what they think is right for the province. Uh, when we look at the leaders, we look at their character, their temperament, are these people with good judgment? Are these people who are going to make wise decisions? But we also look to them to tell us a story, give us a narrative about why they're in politics and what kind of vision they bring to the job. What kind of province would they like us to be? And uh, I think those are, are all actually quite important issues. Uh, so I don't discount the personal. I think the personal does matter. I think the personal stands in for a whole variety of other things. It's not just do I like this person? It's, does this person uh, tell a story about herself or himself that I can really relate to? Uh, and does this person then inspire me to believe that uh, their struggle is our struggle, and uh, under their leadership we will move in the direction that I want to see the province move? Uh, there was a hashtag that started trending saying, I am Linda, after uh, an impromptu, and the woman Linda says she was not planted there. She simply ran into the to Christy Clark and decided to, to talk to her and started off by saying, I will never vote for you, and she was dismissed uh, by Christy Clark. Uh, that's what led to the hashtag uh, trending. Uh, what are your thoughts about that exchange? That was one of those deliciously, seemingly unscripted events that happen in campaigns. Uh, politicians all the time uh, are out there uh, mainstreeting, glad-handing, reaching out to voters. We know that that kind of strategy works, and so it's important that the candidates be visible. All of the candidates are doing this, and from time to time you get a voter uh, who turns to you and says, you know, I really can't stand you, and I, I'm not going to vote for you. And that's sort of what happened here. Um, the, then, then the politician is in a sort of a, a, an awkward position. Do you um, stop and engage the voter? Um, I believe Gordon Brown did something like that quite disastrously. Uh, in a campaign in the UK, or um, do you just sort of move, move on? Part of what you're doing when you're campaigning, is anybody who has ever campaigned knows, is you're trying to identify your supporters more than you're trying to persuade people to support you. 
Um, uh, and, and so probably Christy Clark did the right thing by saying, okay, here is someone who, you know, has her, 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 her first statement is, I'm never going to vote for you. This is not someone I, I want to stop. If I stop and we have a conversation, it's just going to get worse and worse. So she said, well, you know, this is a democracy and that's your right. Um, but if, because it was captured on, uh, video and posted online, you know, it became, uh, viral and, and, uh, and, and this hashtag, hashtag I am Linda has, has spread. Uh, interesting times. Uh, Max, thank you. We're out of time, but I always appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. Good to be uh, talking with you. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.